RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles, and we have a lot of football talk for y'all today. Uh, it's the drafts right around the corner, so we're going to be uh, draft-centric today. Uh, you will not hear my mock draft because it doesn't exist. I'm not even going to make any prediction who the Bucks are going to pick because I find that to be a waste of my time and effort and knowledge, which is not that vast, to be honest with you. I mean, this is a time of the year along with the NCAA tournament that all these people come out of the woodwork as experts. Um, don't know much about the players. Don't really dig into the players. Don't know much about their negatives and positives and weaknesses. And But they want to tell you who that the play, every team should draft. I'm not doing that, okay? Because I know for a fact that it's more complicated than that. So we're going to talk a little draft. And um, if anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. Um, and if you have any football questions, and if I can answer them, I will. Um, Brad uh, Solberger is a, a consistent emailer. I appreciate that, Brad. Um, he told me about this young kid in Cleveland that I guess camped outside uh, for a tryout. His name is Damon. Sheehy Giuseppe um, and he hasn't played football since 2016 went out there got a tryout and I guess he's gonna he has a chance he's a kick returner um, you know, basically Brad was saying this is the type of player that we need. Uh, well, you know, you don't build your team around players like that. It's good to have players, hard-nosed players like that if they make the team. He's mostly a returner. And if you can find a guy who is, you know, balls out as a returner, you know, they could change games for you. But that's not how you're going to find most of your diamonds in the rough by finding some guy who's sleeping outside of your complex. That doesn't happen too too often that way. People don't really fall through the cracks that way off too often actually last friday the buccaneers had a workout for 45 um nfl draft prospects uh they're all local guys uh i looked through the names and there was one name that stood out as notable one and that was vinnie testaverde not the vinnie testaverde would be his son uh, who's a quarterback for a small team. I don't even know where, but I guess he's going to have a tryout with the Buccaneers. It's not a tryout. You know, it's kind of one of those camps to see if anybody, um, you know, is, fell through the cracks, so to speak. And as, being a local guy, there's going to be some guys in camp who are what they call camp meat. Okay, that's that's the way it goes. There'll be a three or four guys in camp that'll be hard workers and don't have a really great chance of making the team. Funny thing is, sometimes they make the team. That does happen. So uh, at least they're having a tryout for some of these local guys, and you know, it'd be nice to see some local meat out here, so to speak. But the draft is April twenty fifth, goes through the twenty seventh. Um, I'm fifty one years old. I was in the nineteen ninety draft. The draft has come a long way since then um, for the better as far as exposure for the players and coverage. Um, when I was in the draft in, in, in 90, you know, it was a one-day affair. I want to say they only did the first maybe two, three rounds, and that was it. Then it was done. Now there's bells, whistles, uh, shenanigans, tomfoolery, going through days of stuff, breaking down. It's, it's scientific now. It's a big deal because they're making money off of it. 
The NFL draft's a big deal. It really is. Um, and my draft experience was, you know, I didn't know whether, whether I was going second round, fifth round, tenth round, or at all. And back then there was 12 rounds. Um, you know, people always think that these players know where they're going. And, you know, the first rounders know they're going in the first round for the most part. There's some people that are going to be think- on the 25th think they're going in the first round. They'll go in the third round. That happens. I, I We had uh, a player on our team, Nolan Harrison, defensive lineman. Um, he was a good football player. And he had a draft party on the first day because his agent told him he was going to go in the first, first round. And he went in the... Sixth round? That's a long that's a long party. That's a long party. So your agent may think he knows where you're going, he doesn't, because nobody nobody shows their hand in the NFL as far as behind closed doors. Nobody shows their hand. It's dumb. It's dumb because if you show your hand, you're you're creating a buzz and you're you're creating movement. You don't want that. You don't want it. Like I always knew that Bobby Bethard was a big fan of mine as an offensive lineman. Had had lunch with Bobby Bethard one time, and he was like, he kind of told me, he goes, "Veer around in the fifth round, we're gonna we're gonna grab you." And I was like, "That'd be cool," you know. And um, I got grabbed by the Buccaneers in the fifth round. Like he knew about where I was gonna go. So if I would have slid a little bit longer, a little further, I, I would have been with San Diego. So. But you don't want anybody to know these things because it, it, it accelerates things and other people's buildings, and you don't want that. But when I got drafted, um, I watched the first couple rounds, and then my agent said, "Hey, the draft's over. You can relax. They're gonna, you know, start this thing back up tomorrow." So I grabbed my fishing rod and went out fishing. Had a nice day. Caught a bunch of bass in the in the in the creek in the creek in Indiana. And when I got back, uh, my roommate said that the Buccaneers had called. And I thought it was a joke at first. And then he gave me a number and he said he's supposed to call Ray Perkins. So I called the number and it was Ray Perkins on the other side. It's dry as hell. Uh, he said, you're a Buccaneer. You know, we have a mini camp coming up in a few days. I uh, hope you're in shape. That was all he said. So this was at the end of Little 500. And Little, Little 500 is basically a week of debauchery. And I was coming towards the end of that week. So soon as I finished that meeting or, or that call, I put on my shorts and run, running shoes. I went running, and uh, I don't know what I was doing because you can't get yourself in shape in one day. Uh, you go to mini camp, you're going to die anyways. So the, the the draft has come a long way since way back when, and it's becoming a bigger deal because these guys are making money off these broadcasts. There's a lot of people watching these things. So once again, I'm not going to sit here and start breaking down the bucks scientifically and say they're going to draft this, this, that, and the other. Um, the question is, you know, everybody's question going into the draft is whether you're going to draft for position or draft for talent. I think in the Bucks are in a situation where they got to dra- draft for talent. You know, I've been a proponent of, of of coming down in a draft. Sure, you have a high pick, number five. It can hopefully be a good football player. But if you draft, if you fall down to number ten and twenty, you might get two good football players. I like the odds better that way. And the Bucks right now just need football players. They need lots of football players, not just a, f- a few. And when you talk about some teams' draft needs, you know, you talk about some championship teams and teams that are you know perennially you know up in the top. They don't have a bunch of holes. The Bucks have lots of holes. So one player is not going to make this team better immediately. No way. 
you know, for instance, you know, people say, what is our biggest need? That's a good question. You know, we, if Gerald McCoy is not there, which it doesn't look like it's possible that he could even be there, we don't have an under tackle. I mean, for what, for anybody's defense, the under tackle is very important. Um, we don't have a pass rush still. You know, whether you're a fan of Gerald McCoy's or not, you know, if you get rid of him, you're getting rid of six and a half sacks, something like that. Not like we're a big sack master type team anyways, but we have to take care of that position. Um, we don't have a right guard. I don't, let's not do that again. What I saw last year is not going to get better in one year. Better knock. It's not going to get better in one year. And whoever the hell is behind him, Kafka or whatever his name is, if you can't beat that dude out, then you're not the answer. DeMar Dotson is at his last legs. You have to bring somebody in to challenge DeMar Dotson and just not let him kind of limp into the regular season and not have to really show that he's ready to go. Like DeMar Dotson is going to have to show himself and the organization that he's ready to rock. Because you're getting towards the end of your career and things start looking different because you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel and you, you, maybe you take your foot off the accelerator a little bit and that's not good. The Bucks need speed at wide receiver. You know, wide receiver is not their biggest need, but they still don't have much speed and obviously they lost Deshaun Jackson. Without Deshaun, without Deshaun Jackson, they're a different squad. They just are. Doesn't mean they can't be better, but they're different. And not having speed doesn't help. Our offensive line is about exactly as it is the same as it was last year. So I don't know how to help Bruce Arians or Byron Leftwich or anybody can make a great running game out of this. I just don't. Peyton Barber is who he is, and I just think he's an, a below average running back. Ronald Jones probably shouldn't be in the league. I said it. There you go. So our running game, I, I don't see it happening, but I, I hope I'm wrong. We need a pass rush. We don't have a middle linebacker. And I'm not even going to get into the defensive backs because I think a defensive, you can get away with defensive backs with a good pass rush. I don't know who our defensive backs are for the most part. I just, I just know they don't make enough plays, period. If you replace them, fine. If not, let's get a pass rush. We can play. There's rumors of them changing to a 3-4 defense. If that's the, if that's the deal, then you've got to start transitioning and getting 3-4 type players in here. So you only get a certain amount of picks. And I just said a bunch of things that um, are, in, are in need. Which, which ones are at the top? I, that I don't know. I really don't. That's why I think the Bucks, if they could do anything, is stockpile picks. The, with the situation that Jason Light's gotten his team into, which is the worst in the NFL, uh, salary cap-wise. What I mean worst in the NFL doesn't mean we were the worst team, but we're out of all the teams, we're in a worse situation to be that much over the salary cap and to be 5-11 and 11 and to have not got anything done in free agency. I mean, that's as bad as it gets. It doesn't get much worse than that. So we have a lot of things to accomplish in the draft, and that's not good. It's, it, no team goes into the draft with a lot to accomplish and ends up being a good football team. And you can say this team is rebuilding. That's fine. But Bruce Arians is not here on no five-year plan, everybody. Bruce Arians is trying to win, I would say, next year. Not, not this year. I don't think he's stupid enough to think he's going to win this year. But I don't know if this organization could get their salary cap situation or just situation in general going 
that quickly. I just don't. And if Bruce Arians gets that done, I'm going to be the first one to bow down to him and say, good job. You know, Jason Light's in the last year of his thing. I'm curious to see what's going to happen next year when Jason Light's contract is up. And even Bruce Arians wants to bring him back. I'm uh, Buccaneer fans, I don't, if this doesn't turn out well this year and it doesn't look that way right now. But then again, you know, when you think about it, we're wrong a lot as sports. We're, I'm wrong a lot. Like so when I, when I, two years ago, I thought the Bucks could make the playoffs, five and eleven. Last year, I didn't think there was that good, that good, and maybe I would have been right. If you'd have told me that the Tampa Bay Lightning be down 3 yeah, I'd be like you crazy. It's not going to happen. So crazy things happen. Maybe Bruce Arians puts a fire under these guys, like John Tortorella's doing with the Columbus team, and maybe they 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 play hard. But eh, I don't know if coaching is that important. I think having good football players is probably more important than coaching. Actually, I'm positive. There's never been any great coach that hasn't got great football players around him. So, I'm curious to see what Bruce Arians has to say. I'm curious to see what this Buccaneer team does during the draft. And uh, I'm not going to say it's going to make a break because this is what I'm not going to do. And listen to me closely. Every year this happens. And don't, please. Oh my God, How, what do you think about the Bucks draft? I think they did great. I think they'll have a good year. Bullshit, no way. I'm gonna say this before the draft. No, you don't make yourself better through the draft. You don't, not that year. I'm telling you, and I, it happens every year. Love the Bucks draft. I think they're gonna have a great year. Go ahead, do it. You should evaluate their team right now before the draft, not after the draft. Because whoever they pick, I promise you didn't watch play more than five times. That I promise. I don't even know who that would be. I didn't watch many college players more than five times. I mean, I watch Alabama play quite often. I can't tell you what Quentin Williams' best move is because I'm not looking at him that way. So do yourself a favor and don't do that to yourselves, okay? It's a lot harder than that. Anyways, if anybody wants to get in contact with me, I'm always here, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. For those of you that love football and sports talk, uh, Ron and Ian show every day or Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on uh, 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM. And uh, I got a bunch of other podcasts as well, so you want to check that out. But I appreciate you guys listening in. I know football is important to you. It's important to me as well. Have a wonderful week, and please stay out of trouble. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.